0: And thank you for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14. That means it's the finale. Boy, what a strange journey we took to get here. But here we are. Thank you so much for coming along with it. Don't worry, we'll be right back starting in early January with Season 3. I won't be taking any more time there. In fact, I think everything is going pretty well myself. How about you? What about you? Do you think the project's humming along? Sorry for the blip with this season and a bit of a delay, but besides that, I'm really quite happy. In fact, as I record this, it's actually snowing outside, and me and Mrs. Kitty are feeling very comfy, aren't we? Aren't we? Well, I tried to get her to talk for you guys, but I guess she's not interested. Anyway... We're all snuggled up, and we promise to be for the holiday season safe and secure, and we want you to be as well. So, thank you very much. From the bottom of our hearts, me and Mrs. Kitty both, we appreciate you very, very much. And speaking of appreciation, we really appreciate this next guest for trusting us so much for putting all of her pieces on the podcast. So, In addition to being very grateful for you, because I wouldn't be here without your help, your assistance, your fandom, and all the rest, I'm also very appreciative for this next guest author. It's a fun piece, and I think the title will tell you exactly what it's about. Without further ado, let's get to the finale of Season 2, and the introductory piece with Pepper Winters, Tears of Tess. I dropped off the bed and fell to my knees. Bowing, I splayed my legs like every image I'd seen of a submissive before her master. I bowed further, hair curtained my face, as I whispered, Je suis à toi. Fuck me, master. I doubt your fantasies. Hurt me. Debase me. Make me yours. Every word I uttered turned on a power inside unlike any other. The fact that I willingly gave myself to him to do whatever he wanted unlocked new dimensions. I'd been too chicken shit to visit. I needed this as much as he did. Q unfolded himself from the bed, positioning himself in front of me. His breathing grew harsh and thick, chest pumping with exertion. He stroked my hair before fisting it, jerking my eyes to meet his— Everything about him smoldered eyes, mouth, body. I could have come just from the pheromones he shot into the air. You've made your choice, can't take it back. I take you up on your offer, Asklav. He pulled me upright by my hair. My scalp screamed, and I winced, holding onto his hands. When I stood, he said, You can scream, you can cry but I give you my promise. I'll stop if you say the safe word. What's the safe word? I didn't need to ask. I smiled crookedly. Together we murmured sparrow. With another look singeing my soul, we signed our bargain. Q swelled with dominance, and I burned with power of my own, a power I didn't have a name for. Power over Q you're mine tonight. Q kissed my cheek. Yes, I breathed, and just like that, I became Q's whore, his doting, willing, eager little whore. Q vibrated with unbridled sexuality as he grabbed my hand and carted me from the room. I followed my drunken master down the rich corridor and up a set of private stairs, only visible behind a wall panel. Circular steps led up, and up, until Q pulled a key from his pocket and unlocked a medieval-looking door. He practically threw me inside before slamming it and locking it with the same key. My eyes widened as I took in the cylindrical room. It would have been a tower, the additions to the manor over the years hadn't evolved and hidden it from view. It reeked of masculinity, a dark undertone sending hot need through my veins. A massive white rug rested in front of a ginormous fireplace. It was so big I could have stood inside and not reached the mantle. Weapons and ancient paintings covered the walls, along with a bed three times the size of any other. Q's Domain The decor screamed Hunter, an insight into his wishes, desires to ravage and ruin. The huge room announced how much he loved to control and dominate. He brought me here to do anything he wanted. How many other girls have been in his space? I scowled, ignoring those thoughts. Tonight was about Q and I. Past and future didn't belong in this exquisite present. Sitting at the end of the monstrous black-covered bed was a mirrored chest. Studded with silver rivets, it reflected my tussled hair and trembling form my heart raced, absorbing so much at once. Q came up behind and slapped my ass. Stand in the center of the room. The scent of alcohol warmed Q's inhibitions were completely gone. Maybe I shouldn't have agreed until he was sober. When I didn't move, Q grabbed my throat, sending arcs of fear and want through me. Obey, esclave. He let me go, and I scampered to the center of the room. My feet sank into thick silver-white strands of the carpet. Facing the magnificent fireplace, I noticed carvings of foxes hunted by hounds and deer impaled by spikes. At first glance, it was pretty and fanciful, but when I studied it, it writhed with hunger to kill and maim. A sliver of terror darted down my back. I looked behind for Q. He stood by the wall, pulling on a lever. Tinkling sounded from above, and I craned my neck as chains with a leather cuff descended. My throat closed. He wanted to restrain me like he had in the sparrow room. Panic flared, turning my heated blood into volcanic eruption. Q's hot form pressed behind mine. I trembled. "'as he rubbed his erection against my ass. "'Put your hands up, Esklav. "'I agreed to do anything he wanted, "'but I didn't have the courage to go through this again. "'All I could think about was the Russian and his knife. "'Shaking my head, I whimpered, "'I'll do anything but this.' "'He sucked in a harsh breath. "'You are disobeying. "'His tone held nightmares. "'I'll punish you.' if you don't put up your arms immediately. I bit my lip. The force of the command buckled me, and I slowly raised my arms. Everything Q was about to do would put my entire mindset to the test. I would either fall headlong into love or break completely, and I wanted this to hurt. I wanted to feel every inch. I wanted to remember it for the rest of my life and it meant tying me up again. So be it. Perhaps it would replace the memories of the Russian and his knife, just like Q replaced the rape with himself and the shower. My eyes fluttered closed as Q secured my wrists in the leather cuffs. When the last buckle was tight, I whispered, I have one request, if I may, master. Hugh pressed his face against my neck, licking the bite he'd just given earlier. One request, and no more. Make it count. I trembled and opened the remaining barriers inside. This request was for me, only for me. I want you to call me Tess. He froze, cock-hard against me, chest against my back. A minute tickled past before he murmured, You want to link your name to this? But you fought so hard to keep it from me. I nodded, swallowing as you rocked his hips once, causing me to sway forward in the bindings. I know, but I want you to call me by my name. I want you to own me. My core clenched, and I moaned as Q found my breast, twisting my nipple so hard it erupted into flames. As you wish, esclave, Every time I call you Tess, remember, I can do anything I want to you. I fucking own you. And once again, that was Pepper Winters with Tears of Tess. And I do hope that you enjoyed that piece. I've already talked about myself a little bit at the introduction here, but I just want to say one more time. It's been an interesting year. It's been an interesting project so far, but what an interesting year. And I have to say, I'm still a little bit shy at the sound of my voice now that I'm in here and everything is all cozy and secure. It's weird, transitions and how they happen in life, in storytelling, and everything else. This is a story about such a transition. It's one in which you, hopefully, feel a little bit more exposed than normal. Voyeurism, showing off, exhibitionism, all of it is fairly innate to the human experience, I think, even if it is quite taboo even if it doesn't align with our current ideas of power structures and how to treat people. But even with all that aligned, a little bit of curiosity, well, that can't be helped. And what if somebody was curious about you? What if they wanted to know what the Grey Knight's lover was? What if the Grey Knight's lover had no choice but to comply That's all I want to give away before we get into it, but here's one more hint. I did go ahead and reveal a little bit of vulnerability and intimacy at the beginning of the segment, so that I could tell you that I want you to feel it too. Because she, she's going to watch you. Fasten the blind, nice and tight. I don't want it coming off. Even a little. No. No. She's not gonna be here in the room with us. That would be ridiculous. That would be springing just a little too much on you, don't you think? No. No. She's going to be watching you remotely. She's going to be watching you through your laptop. I wanna make sure that. I wanna make sure that you heard that. Yes. Your laptop. If it wasn't on that laptop, well, it wouldn't have the same effect. And I'm doing this for a fact. I'm doing this to make you think about me. To make you think about me even more than you do. Now, that may seem a funny thing from where you are right now. I don't blame you at all for that. It is, after all, weird to bring in a third party, especially unexpectedly. Yeah, but even though we are, it's not really going to cross the boundaries that you're so afraid of. No, no, I'm here to challenge you on another level. I'm here to make you think about what she's looking at. See, here's my calculation. I'll break it down for you. You want me. You can't stop thinking about me. You find me so sexy. You need me. And you'll do anything to please me, won't you? Won't you? Nod your head. See, the thing of it is, I don't know how to take advantage of that more than I already have. But I bet. I bet we can find out. I bet we can find some new depth to plumb. And that's why it's on your laptop. You see, when you're done with this session, when you're done listening, when you're done coming, and it's all sunk back into your head, that this was witnessed, it was witnessed on your laptop. She was there, whoever she is, On your laptop. And she was watching you. In our bedroom from it. You see, I want to penetrate you. Not in the way that I normally do, either. I mean, I really want to penetrate your psyche. I want to open you up. I want to open you all up the way up, grab your thighs and put my fingers in your flesh and open them like a gate, like a door, right in front of her. Do you want me to tell you when it started? You do? You want that little tell that it's begun? Well, that's very fair. It's begun. Mm -hmm. She's watching you now. She's actually been watching you for a little while. That's why you have to have the blindfold on so very tight. So very tight, my dear, because you can't see what she sees. Her seeing you... Her knowing your body, your curves, every dimension of you. Her actually seeing your skin tone. Her actually seeing your hair. That will be for her, for me. I get to watch you both. She only gets to watch you. And I get to watch both. I could command her. I could tell her what to do. Would you like that? I could tell her what to do, and she has to watch you. I'm not even in frame for her. No, 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 this isn't about me or my body or my vanity. In fact, this has been such a long time coming because, well, a long time ago, before I was nearly the talented man that you met. Well, when I was a young Dom, a younger Dom, I had an encounter, and it changed me, and I'm so arrogant, I think you should touch yourself to my story. I think you should rub your pussy for me and for her. She's leaning forward. She wants to see. Mm. The story takes place when I was very insecure a very long time ago. Long, long, long before you would know that I was the Grey Knight. Before I knew I was the Grey Knight. I had a hunger, and I knew of impulses, And what I call the reliable internet hadn't been made yet. Reliable insofar as facts, or even infrastructure. Because it's not that BDSM personals, or sex sites, or sites where you could hook up didn't exist. It's that they'd so often not be there 90 days later. The information couldn't be verified or trusted. There wasn't a lot of ways to exchange things. It was all written messages in bottles. The bottles were just sent online, and this may sound adventurous to you. (laughs) And it was. It was to me as well. It was also very disappointing, because people would put their best foots forward. They would pretend. They would extol. And they would also not really get along as well in person as they did online. It's just how it goes. And so, this particular strand of the internet took me to a physical place. It took me not quite to a club, but also not a private residence. It was in a remote area, it was on someone's land, it was an entertaining center, and for the night, it had been converted to a BDSM orgy. Orgy not in the sense of a bunch of people having sex in front of one another. No, that was too much even for the internet to manage at least my connections, at least with a bunch of strangers, at least at the level that I was invited. No, orgy is in a celebration of it. Oh, there was some sex. There were even a couple of women literally draped open, and nobody touching them. Everybody very polite. But the thing on display wasn't flesh, wasn't sex, wasn't the ability to get it. It was status. It was status within the BDSM community. It was who was the best of the best, of the least of the least. Who was the most submissive? Who was the least? Who never said no? Who could define themselves as the greatest slave who had never once tapped out, no matter how horrible the punishment, no matter how brutal the lovemaking, etc., etc. This was my first chance to realize that BDSM, for some at least, for many at least, would be a way to network, to identify, to say why they were important and other people weren't, to give a rousing speech, and to define, because if you are the person saying, well, I think BDSM is, then, of course, you get to draw a line over who isn't. And doesn't everyone want to draw that line? Well, no, So a number of us found this groping rather tedious. We were new neophytes, and we were exchanging glances. I was just as arrogant as I am now, but in a different way. I openly gawked. I openly gawked at the women in their harnesses. I openly asked men what they were thinking, what their thoughts were in a way that was obviously a faux pas in this particular culture. No, the new aren't meant to ask. The new are meant to serve. <laughs> so, by and large, I kept my mouth shut, and I moved around the room, and I had an encounter with a man. The man had, on either side of him, a very beautiful and very ornately clad woman. If this were a movie, if this were Hollywood, then the women would be in chains and torques. Their breasts would be exposed, and they would have multiple piercings in each nipple. They would be skinny, gaunt, and they would be large-breasted and small-waisted, and they would be perfect. This isn't a movie, though. The women were very beautiful, and the bodies are for yours to imagine because they were, simply speaking, two very beautiful women. And they were dressed up, dressed up in a way that said, these women are for use, but not in gimp suits or tiny little chainmail bikinis. No, they were more or less dressed up as costume pieces. They were more or less dressed up like renaissance fair, but dirty versions that could show up their skirt or down their tops very quickly. They could show off how they were plugged up, how they had their anal holes filled with little plugs. No jewels on the bottom, because that would be a newer thing than this story, at least commonplace. But very handsome plugs with very handsome designs engraved into their metal bases— They couldn't wait to show off the harnesses on their chests. It was all very expensive, it was all very high-end, it was all very BDSM, and it was all what he was there for. And it was very impressive to me, for a while. He was, they were, very impressive to me, for a time. Keep rubbing your clit now. Otherwise, I'll think that you're not into this story. And I assure you, it's a very relevant story if you're into me telling women what to do. What I didn't realize at the time was that this man was about to be a mentor, and I was about to reach a crossroad. The crossroad would be what kind of mentor he would be. The traditional kind, the one that informs you and the one that you strive to be in some way, a role model, if you would. The other is called a dark mentor. It's a silly little writer's term, but it's a very good one. When somebody's in a movie to teach the protagonist what not to do, who not to be, they're a dark mentor. They are the cautionary tale, they are who the protagonist might become. If they don't turn back. Well, this person very much wanted to be the first, I think, not of me in particular. I don't think they found me impressive of any way, but they did set up an impression tent, no different than a credit card company on campus trying to get freshmen to sign up. But you see, I wasn't Not for very long, at least. Not after he said that he could get a woman at any time. And how easily he could make her come. This really gave me pause. Up until now, I thought the presentation was pretty great. But I had questions. You mean any woman? I asked. No, there's some I can't get, he replied. Immediately, a bell starts going off in the back of my head. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because there's only two options when someone says something like that. They believe it, or they don't. And in this case, the outcome for me was a little scary, by the way. My philosophy is a bit different, you can tell. I don't think anybody's all that attractive to that many people, And even the movie stars or celebrities or, well, whatever sex symbol you wish to assign to pop culture, I think pretty much only gets a small percentage of the larger population. Sure, people will think they're very attractive, but insofar as making their blood run hot or cold, insofar as changing the dynamic in their skin, insofar as seeing them and feeling in a way helpless, powerful, no. I don't think many people achieve that. No. No, not on a big famous level. That's a personal level. That's an interpersonal level. And when somebody doesn't believe that, that's okay. People can believe different things. But he's setting up a shop to prove why he's right. And everyone else should listen to him. So now, I'm realizing, maybe there's two little distant alarm bells ringing in the back of my head. And then, we get to the next part of our story. You see, after a little bit of back and forth about who and what was up for game, he decided he didn't really have time to answer these questions from me, and instead would dictate exactly how good he was. My questions were not meant to be clever and not meant to be poking holes in his proposal. No, I was trying to find out what the fuck he meant, because lots of men say that they can get any woman that they want, and none of them can. So, of course, I wanted to know what was behind the pitch. What was behind it, effectively, was that if he went out and he went with one of the two women at his side, that he could often go home with a woman. And he could teach me how to do the same. He could teach anyone. Not the least bit insulted, I asked, oh, it's it's not special, you teaching me. It's teaching everyone. To which case, he actually began to bow not physically but he did lean forward up until this point he had been rather stoic place between the props i mean women and well here he seemed to be very enticed no no i am special no no that's why i approach no no it's a funny thing realizing You're seeing through somebody's best. That this is their best. It's their best offering. This is the best they can do. And you're not interested. I want to say that I think both of these women were very into this man. I think many men would be very into his proposal. But the more I questioned it, the more we talked the more I realized that even if I could get what he was offering, I didn't want it. I most certainly didn't want to come to one of these soirees and sit on a chaise lounge between two very well-dressed, very well-made-up women and say, Look at all the sex I have with these two. And I have sex with others, too. Won't you come and sit and talk with me? It's a bit flippant, I know. But because I didn't go down that path with him, I had to go down another. And the path that I went down, well, it led me to you. It led you to this. It led you to very gently stroking your pussy. For me. But not just for me. For her, too. Because I don't do this bullshit thing where I have two women around. That really makes me think of him each and every time. Every time the word threesome is said, and I'm involved in the thought, and two women are involved in the answer, I think of him. I think of him, and I think... I don't want to be anything like that. I don't want to feel anything like that. I don't want to make the women that I fuck or fuck with feel anything like that. No. I think what I want to do is what I'm doing right now. I think what I want to do is rip you apart. That's what I want. Over and over and over again. I want to rip you apart. I want to take your base components. I want to rearrange them. I want to set them back up. And then knock them down again. You're my own personal Jenga tower. And I will arrange you and rearrange you as I see fit. That's what I want to do. And she is an implement of me doing it to you. Don't worry. I told her that's exactly how I'd be talking to her. In fact, I told her that for the purpose of this, her name is sex toy. So she doesn't get any ideas and she has to watch you. And she is very intently while watching me have the effect that I am on you. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what I put her through. Would you do it? She's that attracted to me. And I'm that in to you. I'm that in to you. Think about it. Think about it as you stroke that pussy. I could have it, I could have her, I could have you, I could make you watch me fuck her. I could do it. I could make you do anything I wanted, couldn't I, couldn't I, if I really wanted it, if I told you, if I pushed and pushed and pushed, I could, couldn't I. Couldn't I? Rub your pussy slow and full. I want to hear it opening. I want to hear it stretch. Mm. I can't do it myself. I can't come into screen. She can't see my cock. We can't trust her. She might take a screenshot. Don't worry. Your face is more than obscured. I made sure to get a mask that would do just that. But we both know the idea of seeing my cock. Well, you know what it does to you. Imagine what it does to a sex toy. Imagine what it does to a woman who could never, ever get me. Ever. No, mm, mm, mm. this isn't putting my toe in the water. This isn't me trying to float something. (laughs) That would be ridiculous. No, this is me telling you, showing you, being exactly who I'm meant to be. From the moment I was born until right this minute. This is who I was supposed to be, and you are supposed to be weak for it. Your pussy sounds so good. It does. You want to make it sound better? Hmm? It already sounds so wet and so inviting. You want to make it sound better for me? Huh? You wanna make it sound better for your master? Hmm. Come on now. Oh, fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. Nice and full. Nice and full. I can see her eyes. Mm, the glow in them as she looks between your legs she can see right into that pussy, she sees exactly how wet you are, don't get embarrassed don't get shy don't you dare, oh I don't think you are, are you? you're not, are you? you fucking love it since she can't tell who you are, can't you? don't you don't you, come on give it, give it, give it Push. she's looking right at your pussy I'm looking right at your pussy, both looking right into your dirty, dirty pussy. Do it for your master. Do it for your master. We're both watching you. We're both watching you. We're both watching you. And we want you, we want you to come. We want you to come. We want you to come. Oh, sex toy's fucking working herself as hard as she can. Why won't you keep up? Why won't you keep up? She's fucking herself. She's fucking herself. She's almost there. She's almost there. Yes, 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 yes. Good girl. Yes, good girl, yes, 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 that's what I want to see, yes, that's what I want to see, oh, fuck yes, good girl, fuck yes, good girl, good girl, yes, 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 mm, <laughs> now, why are you so confident and happy, you have no idea which one of you I was just talking to. You still don't. Mm, Are you figuring it out yet? Are you getting there? I don't want to fuck a new woman every week. I don't want to use you to get a new one in my bed ever. I want to fuck with you. Do you hear me? Do you get me? Oh My God, you need to push harder. You need to get right back in there and push harder. That's not doing it for me. No, 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 girl, that is not doing it for me. Push your fucking self. After the story I told you, after all the effort I gave, this is what you're going to give back? This is all you're going to give back? I don't think so. Fuck that pussy. Fuck it for your master. Fuck it for your goddamn master. I need to see it. Open. I need to see it open. You're gonna pull out and you're gonna show me everything as soon as you come. You understand? You understand? Nod your head. You love it when I talk like this, don't you? You love it when I talk like this, don't you? Yes, you do, yes, you do. Nod your fucking head as you fuck yourself. Yes, 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 yes you can, yes you can, yes you can, yes you fucking can. Yes you fucking can right now, right now, right now. Come for me, come for me, come for me. God damn you, yes, yes you fucking can yes you can nod your head and fucking come 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 yes 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 good girl very good girl the way you do it for me the way you push That's why you're worth all the trouble, you know that? That's why you're my favorite. (laughs) Good. You are figuring out the game. That's very important to me. You figuring it out is much more important to me than her doing it. Why do you think I dismissed her so much? Why do you think I talked you up? But... You have to come for us one more time. You understand? You have to come for us one more time. mm Your clit. Come on. It's going to be a challenge. That's why I want it. So get started. Just your clit. Just your fingers. mm She wanted to see you, so let's show her you. Let's show her how intimate you can really, really be. One of my favorite ways to make you come is to rub your clit with one finger and use my other hand to slide up and down the outside of your slit. Mm -mm. Zero penetration, just touching your clit and stroking your slit. You were so convinced I couldn't make you come that way. You weren't the first either. It's almost like you forgot how a pussy works. But I promise you, I never do. I might forget how sensitive they are. I might cause them just a little too much pain. Hell Occasionally I might use my voice to make them want me a little too much. My bad. But what a pussy is and how to make it come? No. No, I think about that constantly, and I think about yours more than any other woman, I dare say, more than every woman's combined. So, stroke that, Clint nice and slow and easy we're gonna build it up we're gonna build it up you hear that sex toy take it slow this time because that's what me and my girl are gonna do it's gonna be very hard after all that talk after all that boring exposition yeah but it's worth it, stroking that pussy so gently. Yes, you can stroke, stroke, stroke your sled. No fingers in, nothing inside. Shake your head. Good girl. Mm. I love making you feel so helpless, so small compared to me. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm it really doesn't get much better, it really doesn't get much better at all, oh my god, yes, yes, look at that, your lips are just beginning to quiver, Mm. I love how wet they are, and I love how drenched the rest of you is getting, the fine sheen of sweat already rising to the top of your skin. Hmm. 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 I want you. 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 Ah uh-uh. No matter what else you think is going to happen, the moment we're done, the moment I close out of the program and shut your laptop, I'm going to be all over you. I'm going to look up all of your excess juices, your cum, your sweat, your tears if you cry because of how good it's going to be. Come on. Yes yes i love licking you Mm -mm. you know how strong this tongue is just from my voice just from my throat and i love pushing it into your skin up against it, oh, yes, 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 uh, uh, don't speed up, not yet, no, 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 uh, uh, fingers up and down the outside of that slit, around that clit in a circle, there we go, there we go, good girl, good girl, good girl, yes, good girl, yes, very good, good girl, Mm mm-hmm, Mm-hmm Yes 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 you can start building you can start building Uh-huh Uh huh Mm-hmm Just imagine how sexy you have to be to be watched like this <laughs> Oh <sighs> uh-huh. I am in fact stroking myself, I'm not gonna come, but I want to be there with you. Ah, oh, and I promise you're going to make me come so fucking good once this is done, once this is over, once you've come for me just from rubbing that clit with your fingers. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I know. I know. I know. It's both too sensitive and not sensitive enough after those orgasms, but you can do it. Yes, you can. I know you can. I see the way your pussy's starting to try and swallow those fingers, isn't it? Isn't it? Because it knows. Don't let it. Come on. Just move them up and down more rapidly. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yes. Don't go inside. Don't go inside. Come on. Both fingers. Now two fingers around that fucking clit. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I know it's too much. Yes, you can. In circles. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. can. I know you can. Come on. Rub that clit. Rub that that Clinton, that pussy. Yes, you can. Rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it. Yes, 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 yes. You're so fucking sexy. Come on, we both think you're so fucking sexy. We both think you're so fucking hot. We both think you're so amazing. Come on, you're the one I want to fuck with. You're the one I want to fuck with. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, put on that show, put on that show. I want to see it. I want to see it. Dig your feet in. Come on, come on. Yes, 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 yes. I can tell. I can tell. Yes, you can. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you're so good for me. You're so good for me. You're such a sweet, sweet little angel. Come on. Yes. 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 Oh my god. Yes, you can do it. Yes. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, what a good girl indeed. Mm. Oh, good, 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 good girl. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. oh mm. <laughs> Here, I'm just going to take the mask right. Uh-uh. It's okay. Just take the little mask off right here. And then point your face right to the camera there. Ah! Uh, it's okay. Hey. There's nobody there. It's just your laptop open. Mm, I don't like being deceitful either. But. I did tell you I only wanted to fuck with you. And, come on, you didn't think I'd really, really spring something like that on you? No. I'd always ask. Well, I'd almost always ask. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, it wasn't a test. If it was, you would have passed. You were amazing. You were. No, I, I wanted the tension. I wanted to tell you the story. I, I wanted to give you a little bit more of me. More than you usually get even. Well, you've been very good and very understanding all year long. Really. I'm, I'm grateful. Honestly honored, and happy, and, and, well, (laughs) I wanted to show off. Mm. Well, I kind of figured there'd be mixed feelings about this one when we got to the end, but I figured there'd be mixed feelings no matter how we started at the beginning, and still thought it was a good idea. So, if I have to beg your forgiveness... I'll beg it, but if I have to show my dedication, I'd be much more willing. Hey, one last time, I mean it, I really do mean it. I love exploring with you. I I made my choice a long time ago, how I practice, how I want to, BDSM, romance, relationships, all of it. And you, you make that decision retrospectively incredibly rewarding, incredibly validating. (laughs) I didn't say that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say that. No, no. Plenty of women have offered to watch me dominate you, to watch you as I have phone sex with you. Where do you think I got the idea? And here's hoping you enjoyed that piece. A little bit longer than normal and definitely more cerebral and emotional, but a lot of fun. And maybe even a little bit truthful. At least in some way. Don't worry too much about missing the podcast. It will be back for Season 3 in January. And I have it on good authority that there's going to be a bonus episode before then. So, goodness. This is the perfect time to tell you that if you are going to miss the podcast, Patreon will be on and operational. I'll also be doing tip shows on the typical Friday night, at the typical 10 Eastern, at the typical Grey Night server on Discord, you can find more information or just come on into the Discord server whenever you want by clicking on my Twitter. Twitter is at Real Knight, And on my pinned tweets is a link to the server. Come on in. Say hi. We're doing holiday movies for December, and I'd love to see you there. Well, I think that just about does it for us for season two. There is the matter of the last couple of questions. Would you like to hear them? So would I. First up, we have perennial asker Crystal. See, you guys keep making her ask because you love this segment, but then you don't phone in yourselves. Take it away, Crystal. Hi there, Jack. Hello. Ladies, it's Crystal here. Um, I was really, really curious to ask... Um what your all-time favorite part of the holiday season is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone else has asked the same question in one way or another, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So real quickly, my favorite thing about the holiday season, I personally celebrate Christmas non-religiously. Uh, my favorite thing about the holiday season is that it gives people permission to be softer, to be kinder, and to have more fun. My favorite thing about this in trying to describe the feeling or the mindset is actually just comes from a casual piece of advice that I think I got through leafing uh, leafing through a magazine. Essentially, uh, a, a young mother, a mother of a young child first time, was asking, how do I spoil my child for the holidays? by not spoiling my child for the rest of their life? And I thought the question was fairly interesting, if melodramatic, and the answer legitimately became my favorite thing about the holidays and something I try and apply to my day-to-day life. So, here it is. The advice was... After that build-up, I paused for a second there because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, But the advice was you were spoiled during the holidays when you were growing up and it was made clear to you these are the holidays so you get to have the cookie before dinner and you get to have the extra treats and you didn't quite get the talking to that you would have if you had misbehaved at another time of the year so the holidays are special that's how you were treated and that's how you should probably treat your kid I really love that and I 100% try and embrace it the holidays are as freeing and as giving to you as you want them to be. This is going to be a fun little question. Okay. Uh, might be a little difficult for you, Jack, but we'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you think that Miss Kitty wants under the tree this year? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Mrs. Kitty would love under the tree for anybody who wants to send them, please don't send cat treats because she's on a diet. I want her to live as long as kittily possible. Uh the one thing that she would love is any kind of cheap toy. Uh, she loves. She mostly loves fabric. So any kind of rodent, any kind of little stuff, very tiny. Any kind of the the more she can bat it around, the more she can power up her paw and and uh, and drive it like a golf ball at the Masters. The more that she enjoys it. Uh I'm not just saying this for me. I've gotten accused of this in the past, but I swear it's true. She doesn't particularly enjoy balls with bells in them or bells or ringing. She um she she she's I do not I don't I don't know. She's not an auditory cat. Uh she's food motivated and she enjoys eating. So if if you have something that you can eat, uh that's something that she's going to enjoy. So she would love uh some some toys and uh, I do give her uh the toys that you guys give me. <laughs> Um, that's all I got, and I will see you around. Thank you so Bye. much, Crystal. Up next, we have Pat: Hi, Jack. Hope you're having a lovely week. Hello. Um, I have a couple of very quick questions for you. Let's do it. First up, um, with the holiday season coming up, um, so I was wondering, uh, what are a couple of your favorite holiday movies, um, or is there one in particular? Um, that is a favorite, one that you watch every year and that never fails to get you into the holiday spirit. I admit that I am a dieharder, and a diehard is a Christmas movie, and Die Hard is the best action movie of the '80s, and pretty much the only great action movie of the '80s. That last part gets me in a lot of trouble with others. I, I do believe it, and I'm not just kidding. I love Die Hard. I do watch Die Hard. Uh, I am uh, contemplating buying myself a Hans Gruber uh, sweater. To watch it in this year, I legitimately enjoy it. Um, uh, there will be not this. I'm not taking a picture. I'm just telling you about my life. Everything I tell you about my life, you don't get to ask a picture about. So don't be a jerk. Uh, but there will be a little, a little, little, little tiny gingerbread Nakamori Plaza, uh, and I enjoy that. F- what's what's happened recently in the last couple of Christmases is I love bad movies. And I listen to a bad movie podcast called How Did This Get Made? Uh, very much recommend it. Absolutely love it. Have seen uh, practically every single one of their episodes, which is a huge commitment at this point. And uh, they have uh, been on the air for years. Or on the, they've been podcasting for years now. And they have enough holiday movies that now for for Christmas, they now replay some of the worst, worst Christmas movies of all time. And I actually do get down on that. I double dip uh, so this year I'm going to watch Jack Frost for sure, because uh, that movie is truly terrifyingly awful in a really strange way. Michael Keaton, uh, Jack, Michael Keaton dies and becomes a snowman. It's a holiday movie, Jack Frost. And then I don't know about the other one. Uh, but I, I, I do think I'm going to watch at least those three. And then there's a lot of holiday movies on the server, like I said, uh, that, I, that I'm keen on seeing because I have seen some of them. I haven't seen uh, a lot of them in a long time. And it's always nice seeing it with friends. Um, and what it is that you love so much about it. Well, see, I my that second part. question, um, I think you mentioned that you recently shaved off your beard. <laughs> so I'm wondering, have you grown it back? Will you be growing it back? Ugh, <sighs> oh, man, off the top of my head. All right, give me one second here. I got to pull off my headphones. This is bad radio. Just because I'm lazy, though, I am absolutely shaving it off again. But there you go. It's not even that long. It sounds longer than it is because it's so luxurious and thick. All right. <sighs> a very important question to end on (laughs) Uh, over ending on that all the great updates and extra pieces lately I hope everyone has a lovely holiday season bye now thank you so much and I hope that everybody does as well I guess that does it for us and with the beard you get to call me Santa baby Santa daddy or you get to see mommy kissing Santa Claus not that she was having a torrid affair with the fat man from the North Pole No, it was just her husband dressed up delivering packages under the tree. You silly, silly, silly child narrator. All right. Thank you once again for being a part of my life. There will be a bonus episode, but if not, ah, the podcast will be back in early January. Season three. Much less rocky this time around. I can damn near guarantee it. I'm in a good place. I hope you are, too. I hope you're looking at something nice this holiday season. And since this episode is going to drop on Thursday, and you have listened all the way through if you're here, thank you. I'm deeply, deeply, earnestly grateful for you. All the ups and downs and all of this project and all this year. And let me just say, I legitimately am glad that I get to be the Grey Knight. Not because of what I get to have or do in general, but because I get to be the Grey Knight, your Grey Knight. The one I feel like I was always supposed to be, at least some days. Anyway, that does it for us. Thank you very much again from me, from Ally, from all the ladies of the night. Thank you so much. Retweet, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I'll see you again very, very soon. Bye now.